Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. The information contained within the following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. All opinions, views, statements, and cuss words are those of the panelists and do not represent any business, nonprofit organization, deity, demigod, or government institution. Listener discretion is really fucking advised. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcast. It's Monday, and that means that you've landed on Utah's most atheist podcast, and this is our weekly current events episode where we try to bring you our most topical discussions of, uh, you know, within a day of recording them. So just a heads up to any new listeners out there, this is a very much liberal and atheist show, so beware. This is episode number 90. Holy shit, we're only 10 episodes wow. away from 100. We did it, Kyle, we did it. We're almost at three digits. <laughs> We did it. All we had to do was sit and talk. Yeah, and then we have to do it for like 20 more years before <laughs> we get another digit. Yes. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm your host, X, and joining me on the panel tonight, we have my steadfast and always down with the clown co-host, Kyle Steenblick. I ain't down our... with the clown. You're down with the clown. I ain't gonna... down with the clown. You go on chicken hunting. That's what you're doing. And uh, <laughs> our special guest panelist for the night, we've got the host and producer of the Nerd Dome podcast, uh... It's about to get geeky in here, folks. It's a sausage party tonight, so be warned. Uh, the one and only Luke Huntsaker. Welcome to the show, sir. Always sausage party. Well, like 80% sausage party. Have you seen the Most movie different. yet? I fucking love yes. that movie. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I saw it before my wife did, so I was waiting for that end scene, and I, I didn't even watch. I just turned and watched You just turned her. to her, and you're like, it's about to yeah. get, yeah. It's about yeah. to get yeah. orgy just, in here. Watching every single emotion I think she could display on her face go through her face is fucking gorgeous. Oh, man. I, I remember watching it at work the other night. And I'm oh, like, if somebody walked like walked behind my desk and saw this going on right now, I wonder what they'd say. And I'd be able to say to him, guess what? It's not pornography. <laughs> because it's food. It's food. It's literally food porn. But yeah, go watch that movie, guys. The last ten minutes make the whole purchase of the ticket worth it. I mean, there's a lot of other funny yeah. stuff in there, but goddamn, yeah, it takes a sharp left. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a new listener that we got. Her name is uh, Tamsin Dixon, who found out about us this week through our Facebook videos that we put out there. So it's actually doing something good. It's working. Uh, she was at one time employed by Jim Baker. And so uh, we're going to have her on the show here pretty soon to talk to us about that. But anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, now that we've gotten the introductions out of the way, let's go ahead and move into the news you missed for the week. The captain is dead. He's dead, Captain. He's dead, Jim. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Very dead, Mr. Spock. Let her go, Jim. He's dead. He's dead. She's dead. This uh, first article comes to us from Hemet Meta uh, from the, the Friendly Atheist blog. And uh, it's 
one of those rare times on the show that we get to uh, cheer and applaud the fact that somebody is dead. And uh, uh, apparently oh. we, we do this with all the hard religious people because they're going to yeah. do the same thing whenever we die. I mean, if we ever gain mm. enough notoriety, they're going to be like, oh, he's partying down in hell. You know, he's getting prodded with the fucking pitchfork, whatever the fuck they think of it. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm, uh, his name is Joseph Nicolisi, Nicolosi, Nicolonski. I don't know. Uh, Nikos, Nicolosi. There you go. Nicolosi. There you go. He's dead. And uh, the reason we're happy for this is that this is the guy that was the gay conversion therapy advocate. You know, the he was one of the people that started pushing for the gay conversion therapy. So he was a man that was uh, whose life was defined by the gay and lesbian people whose lives that he ruined. He was 70 oh. and he died on Wednesday of complications from the flu. The oh, that's a terrible way. Complications from the flu. I was hoping he would say he died from complications to choking on a cock or something. <laughs> died from a, 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 a anal tear or something like that. <laughs> uh, from you know not being able to go colon. to the not being able to go to the 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 sex store and buy whatever toy that he wants. He has to do it in shame by putting a condom over a plunger. You know, <laughs> infected anal fissure. Yeah, it's got a, oh. a suction bottom to it. So, asshole. <laughs> Anyway, we're we're cheering that he's death is because he's considered the father of gay conversion therapy. You know, instead of accepting the reality that people are born homosexual, he believed it was a choice. Yay. One that could be altered for people who suffered from same-sex attractions. He even founded the National Association for Research and Therapy of Homosexuality in order to promote his discredited unscientific beliefs. That's a that's a mouthful there. National Association for the <laughs> Research and, and Therapy of Homosexuality. Yeah. Closeted okay. much, he, sir? It's okay. He liked mouthfuls. Well, the... North. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Wait. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it almost sounds like what Pinky says on Pinky in the Brain, but not quite. Narf. That's Narf. <laughs> Narf. Narf. Uh, the, the reparative therapy that he that was considered so harmful was banned in five states and in multiple cities, so... This is a man who wrote in 1991, quote, I do not believe that any man can ever truly be at peace in living out a homosexual orientation. Yeah, go ahead and torment yourself by being married to somebody that you're not attracted to. That's that's a good idea. That's the problem when the only gay people you meet are the ones that are in the closet with you. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, this guy made a career out of shoving people back into closets and fucking putting locks on it. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people committed suicide. So, asshole. So yeah, we're uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and be happy that that he's that he's gone. And about fifteen years ago, he wrote a book called "A Parent's Guide to Preventing Homosexuality." Gee, I wonder <laughs> if there's wonderful gems in there like "Make sure your son plays sports," "Make sure he doesn't like show tunes," <laughs> "Make sure everything is blue, blue or black. Don't get him anything pink." Ah, blue. Don't ever, ever, ever let him watch Funny Girl. <laughs> Let's see what what other great tidbits of uh, parenting advice could it possibly do? Uh, make sure you cut up the hot dogs you feed your kids. You can't have them possibly shoving any kind of cylindrical meat in their face. No bananas. Absolutely no bananas. 
It's been entirely too long since we did a banana open on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, really, fuck this guy. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of conservative Christians and evangelical churches like to perpetuate the idea that being homosexual is a choice. Uh, so, And this guy just gave credence to it. And uh, there was a really great tweet out that uh, <laughs> somebody had sent uh, on the breaking news of his death. Uh, this was... a. Uh, uh, Night of the Wild on Twitter at RodRant64 <laughs> said uh, in response to Joseph Nicolosi, the father of modern torture known as ex-gay therapy has died. This guy replied with, he should try not being dead. Man, now if someone would have given his parents a guide to not being dead. <laughs> well, according to Beetlejuice canon, you're handed a book at the I mean, actually, you're not handed to you. What is it? It was just sitting on their coffee table when they got back, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh -huh. Listen, we all know Beetlejuice Cannon is the fabric of reality. It you is. Can't go against Beetlejuice. That, like, Beetlejuice taught me more about the afterlife than Christianity ever did. <laughs> and at least it. it the chalk for the recently deceased. Knock three times. <laughs> knock. 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 <laughs> Don't forget the handle. Oh. The doorknob. Yeah, yeah the doorknob. shitty Don't doorknob. The doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> oh alec baldwin i was gonna say does anybody that was fucking alec baldwin <laughs> that was alec that was guy, alec baldwin the guy that became jack donaghy <laughs> and the trump that we know now <laughs> and the trump <laughs> but i love the idea that everybody that dies uh by suicide becomes a fucking civil service worker that's just that's fucking amazing i'm like <laughs> yes you have no idea <laughs> They all become civil servants. Maybe I did get run over by a car somewhere. Probably. Civil civil servants and tech support. That's Ugh. that's a whole other fucking box of worms. Jobs. Can of worms. Box of worms, no, but not a box of worms. Box of worms. That's another box of crackers. <laughs> hey. Hey yo, I'm gonna be digging some gold. <laughs> Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution Podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show. Such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. This story comes to us via our fan, Alan Firkinoff, and he sent us a lot of stuff this week. So, yeah, most of the news is coming from him because I had a shitty time trying to get everything wrangled up this week. So, thanks, Alan. You've made my job a lot fucking easier. So, uh, this comes from the new civil That's rights easy movement. when there's, like, a shit ton of news, too. Oh, yeah. And, but the thing is, like, we're, we're in a feast. Like, I, I have yeah. to pick, and I don't like having to pick. I wish there wasn't all this bullshittery going on. But anyway, uh, we have an uh, anti-gay Christian warrior uh, married and divorced who four times who's embroiled in divorce and a painkiller scandal. But here's the, here's the interesting <laughs> thing. Uh, Tennessee State Senator Joe Hensley, he's the guy who won the seat of the wildcard lawmaker um, Stacey Campfield, who was an infamous advocate for the Don't Say Gay bill. You know, the that would ban schools, administrators, and even students from discussing anything remotely related to homosexuality. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah that okay. guy. So Hensley, who's been a lawmaker for 15 years um, and happens to be a medical doctor. Yeah, because that's something you really mm -hmm. should. You should go into politics if you're a fucking doctor, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, took up the mantle of pushing the ugly legislation. 
He also pushed a Tennessee bill that would allow discrimination against LGBT LGBT people and atheists by mental health students, allowing them to refuse to treat people as part of their required training if they expressed a deeply held religious belief. So, I can't treat you. You're an atheist. I can't treat you. You're gay. I can't treat you because you're trans and I don't like you. I thought their God was like a God of like mercy and love and stuff like that. And I don't know, man. <laughs> that Did you imagine what we ask, that? but uh, not to the evangelicals. No, 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 no. They're, they're the whole fucking God hates fags. Yeah. I got like hates So Could you man. imagine if that was the other way around and some, some family thought their kid was possessed, but they wanted to put them through like, you know, MRI machines and, you know, like medical studies. And they were like, nope, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. If you think the kid's possessed, we're not going to help you. No, man. So anyway, uh, like we were saying, he's been married and divorced about four times. Hensley is now once again in the news, not for hitting his ex-wife with his car, a a charge that she withdrew, but for being named in the sworn court testimony of a local mayor's divorce proceedings. So somebody else's divorce stuff and the senators and tied into it. So. Hensley still claims to be a good Christian conservative. He thinks that modern families shouldn't be allowed on TV. That's one of the crosses he's going to take up the hill with him is fucking modern family. Really? Uh, And he supports a quote pro Milo bill created to ensure that conservatives are allowed to speak on college campuses. How's that working out for you? You glad you backed that guy in your fucking race? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's named for that former British Breitbart editor. Yeah, former British Breitbart editor who advocated for underage sex between older men and teenage boys as young as 13. Um, you know, he's it's like, I'm grateful to Father Cummings because if not, I wouldn't give as good head as I do. It's like, that's like one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard somebody say. You were a victim, dude. <laughs> Even Joe Rogan was on his ass about that stuff. So, man. But anyway. In 2012, he won an election to the state Senate after serving as uh, the representative. Uh, Now, this report came out from the Nashville scene saying that a doctor and his younger nurse fell in love. They continue their torrid affair even after his ex-wife tips off the nurse's husband, a local politician, to the salacious goings-on. As the divorce moves forward, discovery turns up that the nurse is not only just this doctor's employee and his lover, but also his patient. With a predilection for pain pills. Oh, and she's his second cousin, too. Oh, man. <laughs> There's so much here. So the mayor's <laughs> wife is, 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 is working for the, the senator doctor, who also is stooping him on the side, and also his patient, who he keeps giving pain pills to. So family, employee, lover, patient. So... Is this not like a perfect plot line for General Hospital or some of like the daytime soaps? Because we were talking in the wow. break there about, you know, suit skin wearing, you know, kind of things. And like with that many layers of you knowing this person, like when are you going to assume her identity and like put her in the easy chair after you've stuffed her and killed her and like <laughs> pretend that you're her walking around the hotel? <laughs> God damn. So Senator Hensley is this accused doctor. The local politician is the mayor. And this guy is 61 years old. He's getting all this trim at 61. <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> it's terrible. It's amazing what money will, money and power can do. It's about the best Ash Rhodesiac you can get. Kyle, you're muted. <laughs> all those wonderful one-liners. Wanted, yeah, I guess he just <laughs> wanted to play, uh, you know, Southern cliche bingo. 
Well, he's only like one away. Wait, no, let's see. We got yeah. pain. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. We got pain pills, fucking your cousin, uh, fucking your employee, and uh, let's see your what else. Patient, fucking your patient. Your patient. There, there's there's four. We just need like one more. Does she have more than three missing teeth? You know. It's like, <laughs> oh man. Is there, so is there somehow moonshine involved? It's just and funny she's that now pregnant. these these people that put themselves out as these like great moral police, these great you know. We can't possibly have gay people, but I can divorce four different women if I wanted to. Because they're women. Because they're women. (laughs) (laughs) They'll they'll never be able to see the hypocrisy. It's just such a blind spot for them, Bill. So, man, fuck this guy. Seriously. And they're they're talking about pulling his medical license because, you know, it's a a clear violation for it. Why are they just talking about it? It's the AMA Code of Ethics, so... Uh, let's see what it says here. <laughs> it's also AMA in violation. Bingo too. <laughs> yeah, it's a clear violation of the AMA code of ethics, uh, to which the Tennessee Board of Medical Examiners subscribes for a doctor to become romantically involved with the patient. That's all they're giving him on there. It's also in violation of the state's board of guidelines to regularly treat immediate family members or prescribe them drugs. So there's mm-hmm. strike two. So isn't that two and three? Be like two should be like that one, and then three's like that's your cousin. <laughs> that that's a gimme. That that should be an immediate outright there. That's like a technical foul. And I feel yeah. like I feel like as a doctor, you should only need one. Yeah, no shit. Well, you yeah. should be held to a higher standard than most people out there. Yeah. Because you literally are fucking around with life and death situations out there. Yeah, yeah I said death. Well, in this guy, in this guy's case, yeah, he literally, literally was. <laughs> Man. I wish I had a good way of ending this one, but it's just fuck, man. <laughs> Why? How are these people pretending to be like these moral soldiers for God, and then just all of a sudden be like, "Oh wow, look at all those skeletons in your closet. Look at yeah. all this wonderful array." <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I don't, I don't know if we have any any listeners from Tennessee, but oh, we got Tucker, we got Chris, we got yeah, we yeah. got a bunch of people from out that way. Go Tucker, Tucker. <laughs> Last week, you guys were passing religious bills to make the Bible the state book, and this week, you've got a senator that fucking his cousin. Fucking his cousin. This is why we. This is why we can't take Tennessee seriously. It's one of those weird states that's like longer than it is taller. It's like this weird, flat as fuck state. And it's I. I uh, when I was in the Navy, I had friends that uh, from both sides of the Tennessee Ohio border. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. Like you'd get some people that were from Tennessee that had, you know, had no accent, anything like that. You wouldn't know unless they told you. And then there were these people that were like, you know, in the hills, rednecks, and they're from <laughs> Southern Ohio, fucking hill people. It's like <laughs> people that are like, how the fuck did you get into the Navy? Yeah. <laughs> Be like, when's the last time you were around this much water? <laughs> I never knew there was this much water. Hey, I I, I've done some cross ocean flying before, and th- it still fucking amazes me how much water there uh, is on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> when, dude, when you go like days, weeks, months, and all you see is water, you're like, well, that's all it is. That's There's all this. That's else. all this planet is. There is no. There is no <laughs> land. <laughs> nope, none. And then you see it, and you're like, what is this fucking miracle? I remember on the the cruise that we took about a year or so ago when we were on the ocean for a bit. I mean, it's not even that far of a stretch, but you get away from Florida and it's like, 
you don't see any land anywhere and then all of a sudden there's cuba you're like what the fuck yeah <laughs> we we had uh we had uh they do a thing called a tiger cruise where they fly fly out family to you know come on the ships usually like the last leg of the journey yeah um our last leg of our my last deployment was from jacksonville to um virginia beach oh and <laughs> yeah i know majestic virginia beach but yeah. um <laughs> but we, we had um, could be worse you could be in the azores <laughs> yeah yeah right uh, but we had parents google that one kids <laughs> parents walking around up on the flight deck like Wait, where's the land we're like come on man that's georgia we're, we're off the coast of georgia like we're, we're barely in inter- international <laughs> waters probably not even that far out. That. yeah yeah because it's like you have to be i think it's like seven seven and a half miles or something like that mm-hmm. off the coast to hit international yeah and i don't think we ever even did that no you're probably you're probably like three at most yeah that's yeah, what makes me laugh like, with the uh the spy ship that's been like hanging around on the off the fucking coasts of whatever wherever it is where trump seems to be at the time i mean i'm not saying that you know he's having contact with the russian spy ship or anything but i'm just saying that <laughs> they're allowed to legally stand around wherever the fuck they want as long as they don't yeah. come within a certain range you yeah know? as long as it's mm-hmm. under seven seven or over seven and a half miles and we also have the mm-hmm. the legal right to go out there and be like pl- pretend like it's jaws let's just go buzz their ship you know you don't well, we you don't want to but <laughs> my ship was actually uh, we had a scheduled like stop in south korea one time oh, and yeah. they were like hold on we're gonna we're gonna take an extra day just, and we just barely went up over where past the uh, what, the thirty something parallel, the thirty yeah, parallel, yeah. something like that. And then we got back home, and we were reading all this news about American warship goes it, and we we're like, "Wow, really? <laughs> that was all us. we saw was water." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, fuck you, GOP senator. What's blue and orange and lies at the bottom of a swimming pool? A baby with burst armbands. <laughs> <laughs> Why did the toddler drop its lollipop? It was hit by a rock. What's the difference between a dead baby and a peanut butter cup? The dead baby won't stick to the roof of your mouth. So you're saying that you're gonna eat a baby like a peanut butter cup? Why? Why didn't they crucify baby Jesus? I don't know why they didn't either. Good old Oregon. Place I would really like to go move to one of these days. Uh, apparently they have a dead baby there. And I mean, I'm sure there's more than just one. But in this story, we're going to focus on one in particular. Uh, there was a a new mother by the name of Sarah Mitchell, who oh, about a week or so ago gave birth to twins. They were both born prematurely. And the first one is currently in intensive care at a nearby hospital. And the second one didn't make it. She had breathing problems and died shortly after birth, which fucking sucks. I mean, losing a kid. Yeah, that, be fucking no, that's terrible. sad. Uh, it's tragic, no doubt, but there are looming questions about whether this was inevitable. That's because Mitchell and her husband are also members of the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon. Which is to say they're the type of people who believe that prayers will fix everything and say no to doctors whenever ah. they can. This is a church whose members have killed several babies and children over the past decade because of their faith-based negligence. So in Mitchell's case, damn it. Okay. No one who witnessed her home birth even called 911. So first it's a home birth. No, there's a reason we have hospitals, people. And don't believe all this woo of, you know, like home birth and doulas <laughs> and all this other shit. No. You have medical professionals. I mean, uh, people that go to school for this kind of thing, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Please take advantage of them. Oh, well, you know, I just feel like the home energy is just a lot better. And you just, I'm going to throw some granola at the baby as soon as it's born. And then, yeah, yeah no, those, those, those people, those people don't understand why the home births are statistically safer. Yeah. And it, all of that's just a, it's a, a stress level thing. And they're, the numbers are smaller. So it's a smaller, much, much smaller sample size. Yeah. And I'm not going to be the person that's like, don't do this kind of thing. But at the same time, yeah, don't do this kind of thing. Uh, so in Mitchell's case, well, no one, yeah. no one, like no one who witnessed her home birth even called 9-11. So family members, church members, and three midwives were at the home for the birth, said Kraus. Uh, no one in the home called 9-11. Sorry. 9 as you Americans like to say. Uh, <laughs> as, after the baby's death, church elder Carl Hansen contacted the county medical examiner who determined that Mitchell's surviving infant daughter needed medical attention, and then they called police. Oh, shit, we lost one. Um, um, <laughs> what do we do? We better we call do? somebody now. And Hemet here from the Friendly Atheist blog says, well, at least one person had the sense to call authorities, though we'll find out whether or not whether it happened too, like, happened too late. It's possible that had Mitchell been cared for in a hospital, the doctors would have noticed the problems earlier, and the babies would have been both born alive and healthy today. If you're having twins, go to the fucking hospital. Yeah, yeah, twins, you don't fuck around with that. No, and even even though we had C, we knew the C-section was going to happen when we had ours, we took care of it there. There were still complications. It's not it's yeah. fucking heroin, guys. It's not something you should be doing that one at home. No, twins. One one kid at like one baby at like 40 weeks, yeah, you're probably going to be fine. <laughs> but when you're having twins and you have to deliver early, Otherwise, it's going to rip your wife asunder, you know, go to the fucking doctor, dude. Yeah. <sighs> Let's see. So apparently Mitchell is the sister of Shannon Hickman, who is a woman that's currently in jail for allowing her newborn son to die of a pre- preventable disease. So him, uh, it's final line here, which is going to tie up the story perfectly here, says this desire for godly homicide runs in the family. All the more reason to investigate Mitchell to see whether she was complicit in the death of her baby. So on one hand, yeah, it's, it sucks that you lost a kid, but on the other hand, it's probably preventable. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Man. On the upside. On the upside. Don't have to, the upside is those kids don't have to grow up with really shitty parents. So. No, they'll just grow up in the church. Which is even well, worse. Not, not, not the not one. The one, the one got away. <laughs> the one got away. The oh, one got got the better end of this. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, just toss her in the pile with all the other dead babies. Yeah, just toss her yeah. in the pile. Throw put her out back. Hey, according to these like strictly religious folks, they uh they used to cast the you know the non fit kids into the fucking pile of dead babies, so <laughs> They're just doing what their Bible tells them to do. That, that's that's good and godly right there. I just found out that this place is built on an old Indian burial ground, and that the spirits of the angry dead raise up and, and, and prey on young souls, and that every year their power grows larger and larger. I mean, can you believe that we haven't known about this the whole time? It, no, it could no, be a cover-up. No, they could be trying shit. to just I'm make it. Hey, shut up. You're at camp. Relax. Relax, dog. Camp, baby. Camp. Another Alan Firkinoff story for us guys this week. Uh, ABC News says that hundreds of Christian anti-gay conversion camps for kids are currently operating across the country. 
Uh, ABC News is going to air a special segment of 2020 on Friday night that w- probably has already aired as we're recording this on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to report on the anti-gay so-called conversion therapy camps run by pastors and preachers who use the the Bible and sometimes the belt, in quotes there, to try to change children from being homosexual to bisexual. Oh, sorry. You don't you don't step down from this. Sorry, I, I misspoke. I misspoke. Sorry. Baby steps, right? Baby, Baby steps, steps, right? Baby steps. And Baby steps. You go from like hating the vagina to kind of liking the vagina to being vagina only. You know, just yeah. You gotta. You can't. You can't go. You can't go cold turkey. <laughs> it's not. It's never cold turkey. Never. Never mind. Never mind. It's like a hot pastrami sandwich. Why did I go there? God damn it. I don't know. You can't go cold pastrami. (laughs) Oh, man. So, anyway. I've always wondered why why have have they never tried to go the other way? What? It's just why, why, why don't people go to these straight families and be like, have you have you tried not being straight? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, let's just see. You know what? You think it can work one way. Let's go ahead and just try it. We'll just try it. It's okay. We'll turn you gay, but you can turn back. It's, yeah. It's don't fine. worry. We've got we've got camps. Don't we've worry. Got camps for that. <laughs> we've got you covered. Well, like one of my favorite sci-fi books that they just barely had started turning into a comic called The Forever War, um, by Joe Halderman. A great fucking sci-fi book, but at the same time, it was written in an era where uh, being able to say that, you know, homosexuality is a choice was a thing back then. You know, they they thought it was just a choice. It's not actually an, a, an inherent kind of thing in people. But and so, like, in this book series, like, as they go, the guy, spoiler alert to the story, it's not really a big deal. <laughs> a, he's like the only guy that's lived through like the beginning of this war to the end of this war because every time he goes out for a, a mission and comes back like a hundred years has passed because you know faster than light travels weird as shit and so he comes back into society and he all of a sudden is this old queer guy because you know everybody else is the normal is homosexuality because they don't want people breeding normal and he's like the only hetero guy and so it's it's a it's a fun little like twist on how how it, people have always played things where like uh like I'm the straight man They're like no literally you're the gay man now it's like it, it's kind of fun <laughs> with the way they do that in the book especially how his commanding officer starts hitting on him and because she's a girl and she's like well I've always been kind of gay you know it's just it's it's kind of funny that I'm really drunk I'm just gonna go ahead and hit on you it, it it's a fun story to read it's it's not too long either. It's it's not that long of a story. Good book. But anyway, hundreds of gay anti fucking gay camps out there. Uh so despite this practice being emotionally damaging and dangerous, despite being opposed by every single med- major medical organization in the country and even linked to self-harm and suicide, Christian mm-hmm. parents are still sending their children away to these torture camps. Uh, Christian ministries or camps where the gay teens are sent are by parents who want their children to change their sexuality. And a lot of these places are not cheap. So this Christian pastor, pastor, not pastor, you know, all that grass is sanctified. Uh, the, the Blessed Hope Christian Academy charges $21,000 a year to deal with teenagers who consider themselves gay. Holy shit. 
in the wrong business. Let's start turning some straight no people gay. <laughs> We're really in the wrong business, but all we really need to do is set up a gay conversion camp, and all we do when we get the kids is go, look, you're really okay. You're okay. Here's a bowl full of condoms. Do have fun. Look, <laughs> you go ahead and have fun here. We're not going to try to convert you. We're not going to try to change you. Oh, what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're just gonna teach you how to you know survive to adulthood. That's what we're gonna do here. We're gonna teach you that you know closeted with parents. Then we're gonna teach you how to cover your tracks on the internet. You know, we're gonna teach you how to circumvent your fucking parents' weird VPN rules. You know, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna show you how to get through this. You'll you'll be all right. He says parents give written consent for their children to be hit if they act up. He says. Uh. Man, just don't don't fucking hit your kids. What the fuck is wrong with you people? And and giving somebody else written permission does not make it automatically legal. No, you no, know. No. <laughs> oh I yeah, you got you got you got the okay. you got the right I to mean, hit that look, kid. <laughs> fuck. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Look, I mean, first you you don't hit other people's kid. That's that's just like one of those things you do. You and just the don't. Yeah, there, the pastor was caught on hidden camera saying, it's going against the word of God. It's not biblically right. You're like, yeah, um, let's go ahead and live our lives according to a Bible. Yeah, let's do that. That's great. Uh, Susan Contrell of the Freed Hearts on, cameras, uh, on camera said that for every camp like this, there are a hundred more that nobody knows about, which scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another camp that they brought up saying that unlicensed and surrounded by barbed wire, as the clip continues, the Christian pastor has a track record of physical abuse and cruelty, and people are willingly sending their fucking kids there. That should that that raises my arm hairs a little bit. It's just like that's, ugh, the fuck. Yeah, man. no, that's oh fuck. <laughs> Let's go back to the dead baby story. God damn it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, that one was at least funny. This, no. And so mm-hmm. the, the, the whole article ends off here with, a, at the end of the clip, ABC's Robin Roberts pays tribute to her very religious mother for accepting her as a gay woman. It's like, you shouldn't have to be thankful for your parents for accepting you as a no. human being. And But, I mean, I get it. I get That's- it. But at the same time, it's like, Thanks for not being an asshole. Thanks for not fucking thanks, me up yeah. by sending me to one of these camps, Dad. Thanks for that, you know. Yeah, thank, thanks for not sending me to a torture camp. You know, Dave, sometimes I feel like a plastic bag. Drifting through the wind. Wanting to start the game. Oh, oh. As you shoot across the sky. Sky, sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave? Do you think that margaritas are gay because they are so sweet? Did someone tell you that? That margaritas are gay? No, it's just a question I have. If liking Katy Perry and drinking margaritas is gay? Who wants to be straight? Oh, not me. Boring! <laughs> margaritas are great! And whoever planted that in your head is crazy! <laughs> yeah, South Korea. Let's talk about them for a second. Uh, apparently, one of our listeners by the name of Ryan Thomason, who is also a uh, the co-host of the Geek Dad Report wanted to hear what we thought about the goings on in Korea. And honestly, well, Ryan, they're, they're goings the, on. They are goings on. Um, yeah, I, I think I've got a, a an audio clip to play for you guys here about you know something that's been going on with Korea. And uh, let me get that set up real quick. Hey, Ryan, this is for you. I, I think I, I think this states it perfectly here. I don't care. I don't care. My 
my jokes don't go over, I don't care. Everybody, I don't care. I don't, he does not care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, he does not care. I mean, I, I've, I've looked at the news items and everything, and I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but we got so much going on in America, man, that <laughs> I don't have time for international shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and that might that might seem a bit harsh and stuff, but just having oh, a hard time. I'm here's the really thing: having a hard time. Here's the thing: they have a, they had a president. People didn't like the way the president was being corrupt. They voted her. They they kicked her out. Now they got to vote in a new president. Ta da! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. I'm I'm sure, but it's but, the way it works. It's the way it works. Take note, America. That's the way it can work. No, we're going to have to wait a solid two years, I bet. We're going to have to wait for elections before anything to happen. Yeah, probably. That's, <sighs> that's I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. All right, yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you please? Get him out of here. Throw him out. All right, it is time for the Trump Roundup. And, and this this week, I'm not going to say that it, this is the first week of April, which I said on video, and someone's like, it's not April. I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> I, I do misspeak a lot on this show because we do talk for quite a long time. Uh, anyway, this and is the... I kind of wish it was April. Yeah, so this is the April. Trump Roundup for the 11th of March, and uh, this is week seven, apparently, of the Trump presidency. And from Vice News, they deliver, of course, the the best in one sentence that you can get. It's a really long fucking run on sentence. But let's go ahead and get started with it. So President Donald Trump got into a fight with top Democrats about who's a Russian spy. Oh, Twitter fight. Uh, He accused Barack Obama, you know, the prior president, you know, the guy that did eight fucking years. of you know committing wiretaps and we talked about that one because yeah (laughs) with zero evidence he has no evidence of this at all Mm -hmm. uh this led to mass confusion even from members of his own party they're like wait what huh what what the fuck are you talking Mm -hmm. no you are so off the message you're off the message what are you doing like we don't talk about the dark one anymore we don't talk about that and that's that's a race joke not an evil joke that's a you know that the, the whole reason they've hated a Barack Obama, not because he's a liberal, not anything because he's young or, you know, smart or anything like that. But we've always known that he they, the GOP has hated him because he's black. Well, yeah. That's we've known that they will never they'll never admit it. Now. But the, the thing is, like, he went to this whole wiretapping thing, which if it if it did happen, they had to have a warrant. So. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't come from the executive branch, and we've—I believe this guy does not understand separation of powers, like literally at no, he fucking doesn't. all. He, he has no clue, no clue, and how the government works. And the saddest thing is, is that right-wing radio and people like Sean Hannity and stuff—they're continuing this lie. Uh-huh. They're perpetuating that Barack Obama has a shadow government that he put into place once he left the White House. So. They are continuing to blame Obama when Obama is not in charge anymore. Yeah, you know, you'd think if he had a shadow government that things would be getting done. No, but they're not. <laughs> a, little, a little easy. <laughs> uh, why wasn't he using this shadow government for the past seven years? And Trump's learning that... Or at least you, the last four? As president, you can't fire off at the mouth at 
prior precedents of charges like this without coming up with evidence. Otherwise, it could be considered libel. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, yes, President Barack Obama is a public figure, but so is Donald Trump. And you're, you're trying to say that uh-huh. this guy was, like, trying to make a case against you. I mean, did he make a case against you? I mean, uh, no. like, you're, you're, you're fucked on either hand here, you know? Yeah. If you do say, yeah, we do have proof that he wiretapped us, be like, okay, why did he wiretap you? Oh, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> or you have to say, <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm a giant fucking liar. <laughs> yeah. And nobody should believe a single word I say. Uh, so anyway. Or it could be at the very least, you know, hey, it was the NSA who was tapping the phones of every presidential candidate because mm-hmm. that's kind of something they do. That's kind of the powers that we gave them as a collective, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. People don't agree with it. I yeah. I understand that, but at the same time, it's like that's the, when you guys wanted the uh, Patriot Act because you were afraid of terrorism. That's the kind of shit yeah. that you signed into law. <laughs> oh man, let's see what else the fuck did he get up to this week? Uh, he signed a new executive order. Yay! Yay. Uh, that's going to ban travel to the U.S. from six Muslim majority countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they took Iraq off the list. Yeah. Don't worry, this this one's not going to stand up either. Simply but, because you it, simply because you remove some of the some of the shitty wording from your executive order and then issue basically the same one. Yeah, we still it, have Americans still, being stopped and doing the whole papers please thing. Well, you, you still have that, but you also have the fact that you still have all of the rhetoric from the campaign. You still man. have the rhetoric from the first ban, from the first executive order, and uh, this one you're suddenly going to say no, this one's fine. <laughs> That's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. I'm How sorry. Old? Yeah, I'm sorry. No. The, the courts don't look at it and go, "Oh, we'll we'll ignore everything that happened. We'll ignore all of the context for this." So this order is uh th- like a top aide said in February was basically just like the last order, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's not really much change, except he took Iraq off the list. And that he that's interesting to me, list. is that um, where does he, ISIS currently have strongholds? Well, ISIS yeah. technically is only in Syria. But, yeah, but they, they do have <laughs> cities that they've spread in. The, the ISIS is the, they have set up the caliphate, you know, and well, right. th- that does not follow that's, borders, you know. You have Raqqa, you know, right. if you have cities like that where they... Uh, I'm just... I, I'm being I'm being intentional. Oh, you're being facetious. ISIS, okay, okay. ISIS, yeah, ISIS is the Islamic <laughs> State in Syria, and then you and have ISIL, the Islamic uh, State, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's ISIL, which is you know Islamic. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We're we're getting pedantic it, here, yeah, but just the, the, the acronym <laughs> the acronym breaks down. You just need yeah. to call it the, the Islamic State. That's but no, it's I, ISIS is the uh, the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. I S I S. So. Yeah, and then ISIL is Iraq, whatever the fuck. It, you don't need nobody cares about this. No Americans' eyes are glossing over right now. They're like, they use, they use ISIS because it's like the scary James Bond villain name. That was a Bond girl, wasn't it? I think that was a Bond girl's name, ISIS. See, I remember when I like just totally walking by the TV first time I heard them bring up ISIS. I was thinking that they were talking about Archer. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Why is Archer on CNN? Like, oh god, what, what joke do they make? What the what the fuck what did they do what this they time? Do? 
<laughs> I keep waiting for one of these groups to pop up and just L- phrasing Lana videos, phrasing shitty, <laughs> one of their shitty videos just you know, we are we are Spectre. I, I want <laughs> our Spectre. You will you will hear us. I just I I want the I want the bad guys from ISIS to like make a video where they have like bunnies with knives strapped to them or <laughs> I'm I'm making a I'm making a frisky dingo joke for people out there that don't know what the fuck I'm talking about or I want them to come on TV and start saying boosh more often <laughs> <laughs> or just have a guy painted white and they just call him Murderface <laughs> <laughs> no that's William Murderface what am I thinking of it's a uh, Oh fuck! I forgot his name. He's the the bad guy from Frisky Dingo. I forgot what his name is though. Killface. I think it might be Killface. Whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody watched that show, but they they love fucking Archer. <laughs> I love Archer too. But know your history. C Lab people. C Lab. Go watch that stuff. Uh let's see what else fucking happened with the orange one this week. Uh let's see. He uh, caused the Supreme Court to kick down Gavin Grimm's landmark trans right case back down to the lower court. Because you know we only have eight justices, and if it went, they're going to be, they're going to kick it right back up to the Supreme Court, and by then we're going to have Gorsuch in there, and it's going to be more bullshit. How about that? You're muted, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps not unmuting. God damn it. God damn it. In all fairness to the Supreme Court, they actually had no choice but to kick it to kick it back to the lower court. Since the uh, since Trump's executive order uh, undid Obama's, trans rights, which yeah. was to extend the Title IX, I hope they or get somebody. I guess, I guess I reinterpret that, Title IX. Yeah, I hope that they get oh, Gorsuch in there, there, and he's not as. Um, I mean, he's really he's one of those originalist kind of people. Yeah, but I I hope that he turns out to be like more liberal than Scalia. If that was the case, that's a win because at least it moved yeah. a little bit left. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, incrementally, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> as long as it's not Scalia incarnate, I think I'll be happy with that. So yeah, they should just bring back his corpse and treat it like a hand puppet. I mean, they fucking already do with Roberts and stuff. So <laughs> weekend at Bernie's, just, oh, just let. <laughs> All right, let's see what else happened this week. Uh, he saw his nominee for deputy attorney general being grilled about Russia. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Why That's is going everybody well for him? Why is everybody on your like list of people that you're choosing have Russian ties? Why? <laughs> why, <laughs> dude? <laughs> Maybe they won't catch it this time. Yeah, oh, they won't find out this time. The, uh, no, no. The the ACLU submitted a formal um formal complaint to the bar association oh good <laughs> about about sessions oh good because oh, he really shouldn't be the fucking attorney general anymore for perjuring himself on record <laughs> yeah uh let's yeah, see the, the the guy that's set up to be the deputy for the attorney general his name is rod which is like he gets i'm starting to like comb out my mullet right now when i hear the name rod but then i hear the last name <laughs> rosenstein and i'm like wait what probably rosenstein <laughs> Uh, let's see. Sessions recusal isn't enough. Let's see. The Rosenstein, if he believed that investigating Russian meddling in 2016 was a matter of importance, and he says, I don't know the details, but everyone in this room knows I'm on the side of the USA. USA. Yeah, did he start the chant? <laughs> yeah. Rip his shirt open, have an American flag t-shirt on under it. 
when I determine it's appropriate, I will appoint a special prosecutor. Oh, okay. Just whenever you get around to Thanks. it, that'd be yeah. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Vice is doing the best fucking reporting on the Trump stuff. Them and yeah. uh, a couple of other sites like Politico is doing a really good job of it too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing that we took, we had to have the specter of fake news happening to, to actually get good reporting back into the world. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else has happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trump was preliminary awarded more than three dozen Chinese trademarks, including mm-hmm. one for escort services. Oh, and Trump this, escort. This honestly should <laughs> violate the emoluments clause. That that honestly yes, should, should be it yeah. because he's been given something <laughs> from a foreign country. Oh, we've had business dealings there for a long time. It's like, God damn it. Just one day, he's just going to abscond in the middle of the night. He's just going to take off in the middle of the night and be like, I live in China now. <laughs> like, I really, really didn't think all of this through, did I? I didn't want to be no. president. I didn't want to do it. Really? Pence made Again. me do it. <laughs> Again, That'd be great. South Park nails everything perfectly. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting and amazing at the same time. Right. That... Like we should have had a female president right now. We 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 are living in the fucking the the upside down. It's so weird. <laughs> When's the Demi Gorgon gonna show up behind Sean Spicer on the fuck one of these press conferences one of these yep. days? <laughs> like, whoa, Trump's we did gonna, go, we did go to the negative dimension. <laughs> Trump's gonna be there with Barb in the Oval Office somewhere. Oh, Barb. Oh, Barb. Barb. I heard she's gonna come back this season. I don't know. I don't know how she's gonna. Do that. She's we'll like, see. I had like two pages out of her. Like, I had two pages of lines in the first season, and everybody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just one of those terrible fucking dangling threads that they left. You know, it's like, come on, wrap it up. Mm-hmm. You know, show her corpse somewhere and be like, oh, there's Barb. Poor Barb. But like, no, no everybody's like fucking rallying behind Barb. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna have a president that's gonna have a, a hooker service, and I'm not against hookers. I'm not against escorts. I'm not against you know people no, paying for sex. But, but at the same time, as the president, you should not have a Trump branded ass line. You shouldn't have a. You know, well, you shouldn't not, even. That doesn't even sound. That doesn't even sound good. Uh, Trump ass lines doesn't sound good. <laughs> Dude lines off of Trump's ass. He's got a big enough one. He could. And God. that's a fat guy commenting on another fat guy's ass. So you guys can take your. Your your what is it the uh, it's not ableism what the fuck do you want to call it fat shaming away you can take yeah. that away because I'm fat as shit did you see the uh, did you see the pictures of him playing golf and yeah, it was that's like why oh, I brought it the up. man that is fat bubble shaming butt women. Yeah, bubble this bubble is, bubble this bubble is butt the guy the fat sh- yeah <laughs> nobody would care if you just kept your fucking mouth shut yep and most people wouldn't give a shit about Trump being president if he wasn't. If he wasn't like on Twitter all the time, if he wasn't yeah. like lying through his fucking teeth, everything that he does, <laughs> most people would be like, okay, well, we have a conservative president. Fuck, this sucks, you know? Yeah. But no, no, <laughs> like we have a guy that's bragging and shit. Like, I had the biggest numbers of everything. Like, but no, no, you didn't. No, no. <laughs> well, he's just, he's a fucking toddler. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, wait, this is, this is my favorite that he did this week. His EPA chief denied that humans were primarily responsible for global warming saying that our co2 emissions had nothing have nothing to do with global warming yeah yeah he's saying co2 has no has 
basically it's not a greenhouse gas yeah it has nothing to do with it even though we can like look at look at venus and be like look that's mostly co2 atmosphere and it's a fucking blanket Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like we can't send probes there because they melt in the air (laughs) i wonder what uh the the rogue epa twitter has to say about that i should have looked it up this week but uh the funny thing is, like him saying this is contrary to the EPA's own well website, and yeah. according to to uh, what is it, the Vice here, they said, according to the EPA's website and well science, <laughs> <laughs> like you can't alternative fact science, man. You can't be like, oh well, it's, this isn't true yeah. at all. No, uh, he was scolded by like- members of the House Oversight Committee for deleting tweets. Hmm. And he threw his full support behind the GOP Obamacare replacement, a.k.a. what is it? The American Health Choice Act or whatever. Yeah. Healthy. Like the, be- the best, the best health plan. Now, that one, it's, that, that one's not the, the actual one that's that they're the talking about, battle. but oh, it's God so funny. It, that's too it's, bad because that was awesome. <laughs> there's literally a health care plan out there where it's like, the best healthcare plan in the world of 2017, like Bill, yeah. that's out there for the House of Representatives. It's like, seriously, guys, really? <laughs> Are you going to just rev that moped every all fucking day in your front lawn, pretending that you're a badass? And you're it's just like, no, no, dude, that's not. That's not. That's not a motorcycle. You know that, right? Slow down there, easy rider. Whoa, calm down there, evil Knievel. Come on. <laughs> oh, I have a neighbor that rides one of those on the street all summer. Oh, I'm so glad that like the little mini bikes are not a thing anymore. Remember yes. those the fake yeah. the little tiny bullet bikes that people would be driving around like you look like yeah. a I was almost yeah, saying work. You look like an idiot driving that around. They've just switched those to the exploding hoverboards now. <laughs> As they vape. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not Those knocking my vaping clouds. buddies or anything out there, but there's there's some folk out there that <laughs> there's some folk that take it way too seriously. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> life, bro. Vape Dude, is I'm, life. I'm I'm in it for the nicotine. The fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what else do we have here. Um, a bill that doctors, hospitals, nurses, old people, and the insurance industry, and a significant portion of the president's own party hate. <laughs> the The interesting thing about this health care bill is that mm-hmm. a lot of Republicans hate it because they view it as, you know, giving people new entitlements. Mm-hmm. Which is 180 degrees from, like, what other people are mad what at. What they wanted, for. yeah. You know, that's the thing is that, like, they want to repeal and replace. You know, actually, most Republicans just want to repeal it. They just want to get rid of it altogether, mm-hmm. the Obamacare thing. They wanted to go back to how yeah. it was, you know. Let's let's not yeah, give a fuck about our own so citizens good. at all. Now that they're offering, like, a, a tax incentive, like a tax-saving plan kind of thing, <laughs> they're wanting to, they're like, oh, no, well, we shouldn't be giving people money. We shouldn't be treating our citizens like they're people. They don't deserve yeah. that. Only the rich people get medicine. But everybody else is against it because they're like, yeah, there's people aren't going to come to the doctor. Things are just going to be worse. It's going to cost us more money. People aren't going to be able mm-hmm. to pay for their medical bills. And so this on this and this and this and this everything. Like we're seeing it from a humanitarian perspective. And the Republicans are like, yeah. you're being too fucking generous with those poor people. Why don't they tr- try being not poor? Why don't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> do they have camps for not being poor? Maybe that'll help. 
Yeah. <laughs> have you tried <laughs> not being poor? <laughs> like not have you being tried poor. Not being poor. <laughs> like and I've heard somebody state it really great the other day where they're like have you like people say people come up with advice for trying for not being poor that are not poor. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that it's expensive <laughs> to be poor. Yeah. yeah. You and they're never not, put ketchup on toast and called it pizza. Yes. Oh god. It's, it's not DiGiorno. It's the struggle. <laughs> I've done that. I've done the, I've done what is it? Leftover hamburger bun uh, garlic bread for dinner, you know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Be like, "Okay, well we're not going to finish all this." Let's see. We have tuna. We have a can of tuna fish, uh <laughs> a let's see. We have a can of cream of mushroom. Uh, we got macaroni and we got some peas and carrots in the fridge. So like, let's, let's ooh leftover mm, marshmallows. You casserole, get dessert tonight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've I've shown my kids some of the struggle food that I've had growing up. They they enjoy it, but at the same time, they don't have to enjoy it. That's yeah, the, that's yeah. the yeah. great thing about it. It's, it's, the difference. it's like a novelty. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, me roasting marshmallows over the fucking range. You know, and we're talking electric range. We're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> fire well, you don't range want to do, you don't want to do that over the gas range because the marshmallows absorb like this <laughs> weird flavor too. from the gas and it's that's not good well it's better than gas fucking range. george foreman the grilling gas, them the electric range is fine <laughs> <laughs> your mushrooms on the george foreman <laughs> george foreman they're s'mores pre, they're pre they're pre-squished for the for the where's my pen records. i gotta write that one down george foreman s'mores there we go <laughs> you know that actually sounds like it might be a good use for my George Foreman. Uh, I just need to come up with a hashtag for this week. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. And on top of it all, this is me going off of the the Vice stuff here. We're going to wrap it up here real quick. Uh, President Trump decided to finally do what most presidents do in their first days in office, and requested the resignation of all U.S. attorneys of of you know the government attorneys that are usually politically appointed, and so. I'm not offended or anything. There's a lot of people like, oh, my God, he's he's calling for the resignation of all these attorneys. Like, no, that happens with every president. Yeah, that's that's pretty normal. But the thing but- is, it's not normal to be, oh, I don't know, 40 something days in and finally doing this. <laughs> well, most of them already have, you know, a plan and a team in place. And they don't go hog wild about it. Yeah, I think they're they're gutting the State Department. They don't still don't even have yeah. a fucking deputy to the State Department. Yeah. the the crazy the crazy thing about the uh, like the it's like we need you to resign now. Yeah, it's so like, you're doing it now. It's not go like- watch the uh, the Rachel Maddow segment that she did this week where she was talking about the State Department. How you yeah. know if Russia's aim wasn't just to install a president but to gut the fucking american influence across the Uh world they're succeeding so yeah they unfortunately oh and uh yeah we've also got to say that uh trump even though he's not at mar-a-lago this weekend he is taking his like ninth day of golfing you know since he's been president Mm -hmm. which breaks his last record of eight which breaks every other president's record (laughs) so within the first um God. You know, most most presidents when they come into office on their their first couple of months, they're really fucking busy. You know, yeah. getting up to speed on things and getting their stuff passed. They don't really take a vacation for a, for a couple months. Yeah, and when they do, they take a good vacation for like a week. You know, they don't they don't take like this constant every weekend. I'm bored of being president. I want to go play some golf. I'm gonna go buck yeah. some fitches. That's what I want to go do. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play president down at my private resort. In oh yeah, and the 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 Mar-a-Lago place has a terrible uh, like employee vetting policy. So guess who works there now? Spies. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you they got some compromat there from other countries and just waiting to hear about uh-huh. it. We're just waiting to hear about it. So oh, I'm I'm sure. We're living in interesting times. I don't want to live in interesting times. I want to live in boring times. That does it for this week's current events. Uh, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode coming out this Wednesday, which will be our weekly feature show. Uh, before we completely wrap up this section, I, of course, have to give the biggest thanks to all the amazing patrons who support us each week. Uh, so many thanks go to our sustaining patrons, Dan Ellis, Luis Cruz, Jeff Linville, Danny Lopez, and Mike Bowman for all the help and love you shared with us. But an extra large, heaping dumpster filled with love and adulation goes to Marissa McCool for being our number one Patreon. So thank you so much, Riss. Uh, we also have our newest $5 patron, Darcy Bowman, who has deigned to support us with her contributions. Welcome to the patron family. Uh, if you wish to support the work that we do each week, please make sure you go to patreon.com slash Outcasts. However, money isn't the only way to get our attention. If you don't have the budget, a quick review or subscribe on whatever you catch us on helps us out a ton, and we'll make sure to give you your due praise like the uh, the handful that we got this past week. So really quick on YouTube, we have nobody new that shows up because uh, they don't have their subscription stuff like publicly shown. So we know that we have a couple of new ones, but I don't get to see who you are. So anyway, on Twitter, we have Religious, Jeff Mack, She Rhino, Dandy Smurf, and Jonathan Ariola. Like nipples? <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant name. Uh, thank you guys so much for putting up with all my Twitter nonsense. On Facebook, though, oh, Facebook, though, man, we've got a lot oh. of new reviews. Uh, I had noticed that we had noticed earlier in the week that some crazy religious person came onto our channel and gave us a one star review saying, quote here, pathetic. Sounds like a child running this mess. No reliable sources to back up their ridiculous claims. Unless you call Snopes and YouTube reliable, there is no zero star to rate this freak show, so I had to choose one because they didn't like the way that we were talking about Jim Baker and Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to give us a one. <laughs> you had to give us a one. <laughs> Nobody put the gun against your head and told you to watch the show, you know? Nope. And I'm sorry, but. And the, nope, the funny thing is. Really? Saying yeah. Snopes isn't. Yeah. The, the funniest thing is that this person in conversation, we had a long conversation with this lady. Yeah. And it came out where this person's like, I'm not judgmental. I'm, I'm actually a really nice person. And I would quote back her review. I'm like, pathetic, child running this mess, no reliable sources, uh, freak show. I'm like, that's what a nice person that's non judgmental says, you know, <laughs> especially one that considers himself Christian. Is that how you guys work? You know, you can talk mm. out of both sides of your mouth. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was Christian at one time. I know exactly how you do this thing. I'm not mm. judgmental, but <laughs> you guys are a bunch of assholes. Oh, man. So anyway, yeah, that was a that was a fun conversation. I didn't solicit any of these reviews. So um, we did. I did post it in the Utah Atheist community uh, about this one star review because <laughs> it dragged us down to like halfway where we were. Uh, well, you didn't have any. No, I had. We had one out there. I put one out one. there before, yeah. and somebody else put one. So like, it dragged us right down to the fucking middle ground. And so, in response, the community came together and flooded us with some great reviews. So we have Lisa Baggerly saying, "Love these guys. Very critical in their thinking." Jonathan Kinchin saying, 
Fuck that guy with the one star. This show is great. <laughs> Adam Hatch. Oh, fuck, Adam. We love you. I can't wait for us to hook up sometime in the near future. Uh, this is the sexiest podcast on earth and in heaven. Tongue in cheek there. Uh, Mindy McLaughlin Zager says, funny, intelligent, spot on, and with, hands down, the hottest feminist in Utah. She didn't say who, so that's either Kyle, me, <laughs> or Felicia. So... Uh, we have Christina Rockwood that gave us a five star, Corbin Anderson five star, Carly Hansen, John Breakerhoff, Gary Selby, Nessa Hurst, Jessica Linville, Dylan K. Robinson, Patrick Lee, Abraxa, Mariha Jurek, and Angie Marie Pierce all gave us five star reviews as well. So thank you guys so much. That made my week. Uh, a final thanks to the panel for Luke and for Kyle for joining us this week and giving your time and energy. But we'll catch you on Wednesday. And remember, you're welcome. Good night, everybody.
time I hear that, what that was that song, Wild Horses? Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. Every time I hear that now. That was a common that was a common closing song that I used for uh, the show that Kyle and I did years <laughs> ago. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. I, I either think of that or Jason Muse from Clerks 2. Oh, yeah. When he was putting on the chapstick outside the drive through window. Me. I'd fuck me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, went, he tucked and everything. I don't know yeah. why. I just remember seeing Clerks 2 in the movie theater. I was so excited for it because it wasn't an indie movie this time around. And just this old couple that was in the movie theater with us. We were at like an early matinee and this old couple started watching the movie. And as soon as it started going into like porch monkey and stuff, like they just get up and they walk out the theater and I'm like, Oh, that was the line. That was the line. You didn't even make it to the donkey show. Yeah. (laughs) Can't stop watching. You guys missed the best parts. You just gotta see how it ends. Uh, that the, the ending of that to like throw that up there with sausage party with the kid in the corner yeah cranking one out crying screaming i'm sorry jesus it's like worth it some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside and some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort i used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package but that all changed when i got my honda suv It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com fedcontracts. 